When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. Tuesday, April 5th, MLB season just two days away. 48 hours from now, there's going to be real, live, non-spring training baseball on our TVs. I am super pumped. Michael Beller, Nando DeFino here with you to talk through our last MLB Futures episode of Best in the Board. We are talking awards and stat leaders. MVPs, Cy Youngs, Rookies of the Year. We'll have some stat leaders in there as well. Going to be a lot of fun. Nando, I am so ready for this baseball season. I, I think this is outside of the, I'm a Cubs fan. Outside of the years where it was clear the Cubs were going to be very, very good, World Series level good, this is the most excited uh, for a baseball season I've been in 15 years. I can't wait for this season to start. I feel like if we ran through the multiverse and grabbed like different versions of ourselves at this point every year, we might be saying the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like you know, it's like the Bart Giamatti poem, like where you know, hope springs eternal. You know. Uh-huh. It's- well, that's not what he said. He's, you know, the, the the game is designed to break your heart and it shows up, you know, when everything's fresh and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I don't It's just, I don't know, man. Like, with the, like, I've changed some of my fantasy baseball portfolio in, in that I have lessened it a little bit. I feel like that's, yes. like, yeah. that's Dude. what's driving it for me. Oh, isn't there like a sense of freedom when you're just <laughs> yeah. like, I went from 12 leagues to six and like, uh-huh. this is the best I've ever felt. Yeah. No, it's like I lost get... 20 pounds, you know, like, it's just <laughs> great. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be grinding fab on Sundays. It's, oh, it's, it's a great. Oh, man, I love that. I'm so excited yeah. for that. <laughs> for this season, yes, I'm with you. Yes. Well, I am super pumped and just, you know, ready to uh, ready for it to get here. Let's talk. Let's do it, man. Let's get into this. Let's talk about uh, all these awards. Let's start out there. Let's start out with let's go big. Let's start out with the MVP. Let's start in the American League. Shohei Otani, the favorite on BetMGM plus 350. Mike Trout, his teammate right behind him, plus 450. Vlad Jr. plus 500. And then it falls off a cliff. So you got those three big favorites and then everyone else. What are you looking at here? Anyone intriguing to you, uh, it, whether it's one of those favorites or one of the everyone else guys? No, I, I can't see how it's not going to be Otani like every year. You got a guy who just hits really well at an elite level and pitches at an elite level. Um, I think, like, I think unless the writers get fatigue, mm-hmm. if they're just like, we're sick of giving it to Otani every year, I think it's going to be him for like, look, he already had his Tommy John. You know what I mean? Like, he's, <laughs> he's going to be around for a while. Um, so for the next three years, I think it's going to be Shohei Otani. You know, if, he, if something tr- tragically happens and he gets hurt or something, he's out for like 60 games. I've got my favorite is Luis Robert, yeah. But uh, yeah, but I think it's going to be Otani for the you know people are going to be sick of him, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, if you're if we're like like he's literally the most valuable, like right. I mean, like there's actually like no competing with him when he when you take what he does as a hitter and a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Like there's really no competing with that. So I understand what you're saying, but. I, I don't know. I think there is some there is some value here. Robert's obviously one of them. What what intrigues you about Robert? I just like you go through his minor league stats and he's almost kind of like a brick wall of just you can't poke holes in 
in his game. Like, he's just the batting average is there. The, the speed is there. The power is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's still ascending. It's kind of like a guy who's got a great lineup around him, so he's going to see good pitches. Yep. Just like, and, and like, you just see a guy who's just like ready to make a humongous leap who nobody's really on because he was hurt last year. But I don't know, man. Like, I, you know, I collect cards, and on the baseball card side, there's like a crazy market for Robert or Rob, yeah. however we're saying it. But it's, it's just like, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing it from a couple different perspectives, but he's just ready to explode, I think. Yeah. And like you said, he's going to be on a really good team. Uh, and that's something that always does help out when we're talking about MVP. The guy who I like is also going to be on a really good team. Uh, and so that should help him out. I mean, can I interest you at all in a little George Springer at 50 to 1 here? Because that no, interests, I, I, that, that I like interests that. me in a big way, right? I mean, he had a monster year. Monster year in his first year in uh, Toronto last year. And he only played 78 games, Nando, because of the injuries. Only had 342 plate appearances, 22 home runs, 50 RBI, 59 runs scored. I think that he can you know, repeat, basically do that over a full season. And that's a question with George Springer. We have to be honest with ourselves. That is a question with George Springer. Just 122 games played in 2019, 140 in back-to-back seasons in 2017 and 18. Injuries are, you know, a, a reality for him, a likelihood for him. But if he can get us to that 140 game mark, leading off for Toronto, the lineup that's around him, I think he could put up a monster season this year. And at 50 to one, I find him to be very intriguing. Cavs are tricky cats. Uh, Jimmy Roll- Jimmy Rollins' quote from like a decade ago. Yes, yes, and that is that is very true. So hopefully Springer can stay on the field because that is one that just for me it's that it, it's it's got to be that or nothing because like I said it's it's everyone else behind those top three. The next group of guys includes Robert. It's also got Aaron Judge, Rafael Devers, Wander Franco. Uh, like it, I, I like I, if I was going to bet any of those because I, I go your route. I go Luis Robert for the reasons that you said. Still an ascending guy. True for Wander Franco too, but still so yeah, like I don't know. I if I'm not if I'm gonna be getting involved in the AL MVP market, I'm gonna be really shooting for a big long shot like George Springer. That's just what I look at here because of the fact that those three guys, Shohei, Trout, Vlad Jr., they are dominant in this league. Yeah. And it's almost like I mean, they should actually run a second place. Oh my really like Wouldn't I would I would great? get in on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. Why aren't there, well, at least as far as I, why aren't there like top three markets? Why aren't there MVP top three finish, Cy Young top three finish? Like horse racing. It would there be should great. be a win play show. You should be able to oh put a win play God. show bet on. Yeah. Now we're talking because then we those, really... those might exist. I haven't dug too. I mean, I'm sure maybe like an offshore place has them. Yeah. Man, that would be so cool. NL MVP, let's get into it. Juan Soto, the big favorite here, plus 300. I feel like the team could be an albatross for him, even though, for my money, it's him and Trout as just the best pure hitters in Major League Baseball. Ronald Acuna is at 7-1. to one. Bryce Harper and Mookie Betts are at 10-1. to one. Who intrigues you in the National League, Nando? Uh, I'll give you – so I'm the kind of better who's intrigued by long shots. I know um, you are. Yeah, so for me, it's kind of Pete Alonso. I think, uh, you know, especially with the DH getting mixed in now, mm-hmm. I just think Alonso can – 30-1. to one. Flirt with 50 home runs, and his average, I mean, he's like a 270, 275, 278, 280 kind of hitter for me. Um, so I think, like, he's got a case if you want to look, you know, a little farther down the list. But again, like, Soto's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. But you're right, that team, man, like, I've has a team crashed and burned as quickly as the Washington Nationals? No, I don't think so. I don't so. know, man. <laughs> yeah, the, Mar- the, so. the Marlins? The post-World Series Marlins? They don't count. They rip them down. On, they get ripped <laughs> down. The Nationals weren't really ripped down. They just That's kind true. of slowly faded. Oh uh, man! I mean, can can you win a can you win an MVP if your team loses ninety games? Yeah, I think so. If you're that, I mean, he's he's going to stand out like that good, you know, like 
How much I better think- would he have to be than the next best player? Let like let's just say it's him and Bryce Harper and the Phillies win eighty eight games and get a wild card. Like how much better would he have to be than Bryce to be the oh, MVP? You- you also have to work in the narrative. Like these, this isn't a computer voting. You know, this is writers who you know mm-hmm. write, and you know, like this, you know, Bryce Harper won last year. Are you gonna is the, is the better story Bryce Harper back to back, or is the better story what if the Juan Dodgers Soto's win 107 games and Mookie Betts has like 90 percent of the season that Juan Soto has? Yeah, but he's not going to carry that team. Uh maybe. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I, I could see him splitting the vote. You know, like with another Dodger. Well, that's the problem. You have you have three Dodgers in a row. You have Mookie Betts at ten to one, Freddie Freeman at twelve to one, and Trey Turner at sixteen to one. And like you, you do have to think about some vote splitting there, especially right. like like the L.A. writers. Like I don't know, it's going to be, it's hard. But I, I I am intrigued by Trey Turner at sixteen to one. Trey I, Turner I leading off for that team. I mean, he scored a billion runs, hit like twenty five homers, steal forty bases, play you know very good shortstop for a team that goes uh. 110 and 52 like I, I if i'm betting a dodger i'm betting trey turner I, to me he's more of a fantasy numbers collector um i don't see i don't know man like i think of mvp and i think of you know this beautiful hero shot you know a getty <laughs> image or whatever or ap image of you know like the, the clouds behind the guy like standing there with his bat ready to go and trey turner i don't you know trey turner i see is a very good baseball player and an incredible fantasy asset but uh, like Mookie Betts is like the hero, you know, like that's, I know it sounds silly, but that's, that's who's voting or people who make storylines for a living. How about like, like Manny Machado at 35 to one, Ozzy Albies at 40 to one. Uh, I mean like Machado, th- th- there's a story there, right? Machado has a great season, puts the Padres on his back while Tatis is out for the first couple months of the season. Electric the Padres personality. Bounce back in, Padres bounce back from last year. 35 I can see to that. one. Right? Friendly, friendly guy, smiling, you know, like really good, like fired up. Yeah. Entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, yes. I get on the Matty Machado. I could do that. Ozzy Albies, right? He's he's like the holdover from last year with Freddie Freeman gone and Acuna hurt, right? I don't I mean, know if he's got that Q value yet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's there yet. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't have that name recognition. He hits 35 homers and steals 20 bases. He might be there. It's kind of commonplace. <laughs> I hate to say it, Bellarum, but I mean, like, I hate to say it, but I mean, like, that's. You know Trevor Story in his in his head, and he didn't really. He, Trevor Story, how many MVPs did he win? He won zero. Yeah, he won zero. Plus five thousand fifty to one over in the American League now. There the you Red go. Sox. There you go. Trevor Story. Uh, all right, Pete Alonso, Trey Turner, guys that we're looking at as potential NL MVPs. Let's get this over to the uh, uh, to the pitching side of things. Let's take a look at AL Cy Young, Garrett Cole, plus four twenty five. He is your favorite. Shane Bieber coming in eight to one as your second favorite. Lucas Giolito, eleven to one. Last year's winner, Robbie DeRay. Robbie DeRay. Robbie Ray, twelve to one. <laughs> you start to just start going. It just comes off the tongue. Robbie Ray is twelve to one. Dylan Cease and Lance McCullers both coming in at sixteen to one. Who are you looking at here, Nando? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't have a feel for anyone here, really. Like everyone's kind of got a little bit of a problem. Garrett Cole, you know, the the sticky stuff, spin rates, uh, you know, getting inside. Even if it wasn't the sticky stuff, it was just inside his head for that second half after they, they banned it. I think it messed mm-hmm. him up a little bit. Um, I'm sure, you know, he's a professional. He's awesome. He'll bounce back. But, uh, you know, Bieber, I don't know about the injury situation. Can't touch that. Yeah, every guy, there's just something with, and it just kind of brings me back to Shohei Otani. And he is down at 20 to 1. Jose Barrios, Alec Manoa, Kevin Gosman, same odds. I read, uh, actually, they did a thing with the MLB side. I don't know if you participated in that, the survey. Um, I did not. But I think Caitlin McGrath made a good point. Uh, Maybe Levi Weaver. Someone made a great point for Jose Barrios. Um, (sighs) Yeah. You know, I mean, doesn't Barrios like 
Brios is just, I mean, Brios is great. And, uh, and like, I, I love that, like, you know, the Blue Jays don't have like an ace on their staff, but they've got like a bunch of twos and threes. And I think yeah. it's going to serve them very well all season long. They're going to be super confident in the guy taking the ball every fifth day. Like you look at them and the White Sox, like the White Sox are not necessarily going to be able to say that. The Astros maybe are not going to be able to say it. The Blue Jays are going to be able to say that. But like Brios is like very good. And I think that's it. I find it hard to believe there's a Cy Young. If there was a Cy Young gear to Jose Barrios, we would have seen it. This is his sixth full year in the majors this year. And you're not exactly moving to the greatest pitcher's park in the yeah. world. Playing, um, the, playing the Yankees, playing the Red Sox, playing those alive. lineups. Without their, vaccinate, without their unvaccinated players, though. Hey, that's true. Supposedly, if the law holds and whoever these unvaccinated players are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think the Cy Young gear would have shown itself. To exist with Jose, yeah, I, I, I'm his with, ceiling like, to there's me. No one, there's no one I love in the AL either. That's it. Like, and I'm not I'm just probably not going to touch it because of that. Mm-hmm. NL, I've got a guy. AL, I don't. If I was going to make a case for anyone in the AL, like I, I, I even hate saying it in the way I'm saying it. It would be like it would be like Giolito, but like I don't want to. He's even got a little, a little bit of a spotty track record. A little sure, bit of an injury, sure. a year, recent injury. Just, his, was, yeah, yeah. Last year was spotty, and eleven to one, like. If Giolito were if Giolito were rubbing elbows in the the Barrios Gosman McClanahan range of things, I could get on board. But eleven to one, it's just there's there's no bet I like for the AL Cy Young. Yeah, just, there's that's, just none. I was the same way. All right, who do you got for the NL? Corbin Burns, all the way, uh, man. Eight to one, Corbin Burns. I, that's I'm Max fine Scherzer. with that. Yeah, I'm sure I could shop him around to ten to one, but like it's Corbin Burns. Even in this poll, I think I was the only one who voted for Corbin Burns. You only like for NL Cy Young, you only got like six percent of the. The vote. I don't know what, like, Corbin Burns has the potential to have, like, Jacob deGrom type numbers. Maybe, like, .50 more on the ERA, but, like, he's amazing. He has a track record of having won a Cy Young before, which is pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, come on. And this, I don't think, voters, I don't think, get fatigue with the pitchers as much as, like, the MVPs, like, again, like, this beautiful big picture thing, you know, like, Cy Young people just want precision and like awesomeness and I don't think people mind if it's like the same guy eight years in a row and yeah. Corbin Burns Milwaukee like I don't know like I just I don't think the, the the public has really caught on to how great he is the odds tell such a fun story in the National League because you've got one two three four five six guys who are all between six and twelve to one one of those is Jacob DeGrom. I imagine that those numbers start to come down even farther than they already have. But the others are Scherzer, Burns, Walker Bueller, Zach Wheeler, and then Burns' teammate, Brandon Woodruff. And so that is just, I, that's awesome. And then, like, you've got Logan Webb and Sandy Alcantara at 16 to 1, Aaron Nola and Max Fried at 20 to 1. Like, there are a lot of dudes in the NL who you can make a strong case for. I, the, if I was going to poke holes in the Burns case, it's similar to what we talked about with the Dodgers. You could have three Brewers finishing like the top five in Cy Young voting with Burns, Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta, who's at 30 to 1. And yeah, then I can't, uh, you, you got to worry if they start take, siphoning votes away from one another. Pitchers are easy to quantify, though. For, for like, you know, like Burns is going to have a much lower ERA than those guys. Well, maybe not much you, more you than Woodruff. You suppose, you think. Much, lo- much lower whip and way more strikeouts. Maybe not than Peralta, but I mean, like, you look at. Woodruff, you look at through the minors, man, and he was like like four, like high three ERAs and stuff. This is Woodruff a relatively is un- new come around. Woodruff is unbettable because of yeah. exactly what you're saying. It's either you, you go with the guy who you go with Burns. You know, Burns is just flat out a little bit better than Brandon Woodruff. And what a luxury that is for the Brewers to say that they have right. a pitcher who's flat out better than Brandon Woodruff. Right. And then, per- right. And then Peralta's got the, the 30 to 1 price. 
You can't. Yeah. You just. You just. You can't bet Woodruff. But the bad Peralta is going to show up from time to time, and I don't think the bad Burns is going to show up as often, or at all. You know who I'd be super interested in if I were more confident in what his innings load was going to be would be Trevor Rogers at thirty to one, because I think there's yeah, a, there's, some- right, there, there's a there's a I think there's a leap coming for Trevor Rogers after what we saw last season, but I would just be worried about him like only get being able to get to like 130 innings, and you're not going to win the side throwing 130, 140 innings. You know who I think there's a leap coming for? The more I, the more I do drafts, and the more I keep nudging him up in my queue is Pablo Lopez. Oh, okay, fifty yeah. to one on Pablo Lopez. I don't know if he's. I mean, I again, he could be top five. He could be maybe squeeze him into pop like three. Mm-hmm. But I, I would Pablo Lopez. There's a world where he's a top five vote getter, and if you could give me like. 15 to 1 on top 5 for Pablo Lopez. Yeah. I think I would jump on that. You know, we got to find a way to make that market happen because that's such a fun market. And then it really does open up a whole lot of opportunities here. Um, so Corbin Burns, 8 to 1. He is, again, the second favorite behind just Max Scherzer at 6 to 1. I think he's the way to go if you're going to be betting one of the favorites. I guess the argument for Walker Bueller at 9 to 1 is that Walker Bueller could be. of the rates, 90% of the strikeouts, and win 24 games with that Dodgers team. Yeah. Although, like, I've seen more Walker Buehler detractors this fantasy draft season than I expected. And then I remember seeing, like, last year. And I don't know what the problem is. Like, he's, I mean, he's done nothing wrong. He's had great stats. I don't know. It's just people don't seem to like the guy. Yeah. I I mean, I don't explain. I can't explain it because I think he's, I think he's great. And, but... There, there's something about wisdom of the crowds, man. Like I, I usually don't, but I mean, like there's something to be said for it. I think when you're talking about fantasy baseball and drafts and stuff. If I was going to make a long shot argument, I, I, I don't. I'm not making this bet. I'm not making this bet. But like Mike Clevenger's at 66 to one, and he's got a ton of hit injuries in the recent past, and he's in his age 32 season, and like that's not good. <laughs> injuries, <laughs> age 32 right, yeah. season. Like guys don't get better, but like Mike Clevenger was going to win a Cy Young if he didn't get hurt in Cleveland. What was that, 2019? I mean, he was just having a ridiculous year. So he's like the one guy uh, among the long shot plays who has shown in the very recent past some Cy Young ability. I guess Blake Snell has also won a Cy Young. He's at 50 to 1. Uh, so there's there's some guys down in there like, I don't know, man. National League is so Where's you Darvish? I should have this in front of me. You Darvish. Darvish is at 40 to 1. I mean, again, that's like a, a three guys on the same team who are all clustered together. It is the, the and Sean Manaya now is at forty yeah, one right. too. Like, <laughs> yes, the, the NL is so pitching rich; it's ridiculous. It's just crazy. Yeah, Man. but they're going to have to face the DH this year. So yeah. there you go. Well, whatever. I think these guys are going to do just fine against the DH. I mean, they, it's hard for the NL to turn around that quickly. I don't think we're going to feel the full effect of DH in the NL for another couple of years, right? NL just had dudes. Like it takes a while right. to actually build. Like there are some teams who, uh, Phillies, for example, who are boom, ready for a DH, but it's going to take a few few years, I think, before the NL top to bottom has built out its roster to have a DH in it. So so know, many sorry. coaches are like, ro- they, what's your strategy going to be? Well, we're going to rotate some guys in. Nah. And it's all like, it's the Cubs, you know, the Braves, like all these NL teams are saying that. Yeah, no, you want a DH, you want a DH, DH. I think these NL teams will start to pick up on that over the next couple of years. Let's get to the rookie of the year here, Nando, in the American League. Boy, do we have some names here. Bobby Witt Jr., the favorite, 3-1. to one. Julio Rodriguez, 4-1. to one. Spencer Torkelson, 5-1. to one. Edley Rutschman, 7-1. to one. Super fun that we're going to have all these guys right from the jump this season. Who you like in the American League? Uh, just without looking at the odds, I'm really into Bobby Witt. 
Um, mm-hmm. but I like, I mean, three to one is still fine. Like, you know, it's still three to one. Uh, Torgelson, uh, man, he's got, he just seems ready. Like he, he and Witt, they both seem ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Julio Rodriguez to a degree, but I, like he hasn't had as much time in the high minors as I would have liked. So I, my gut says Bobby Witt. I'm probably gonna go Bobby Witt, but at three to one, it's just, again, like I'm not one of those grinder betters who needs to, you know, I gotta be 53.6% by the end of the year. <laughs> I'm like, here's 20 bucks. You know, I'm going to throw it on this guy because eight to one, you know, is, is a lot more attractive to me than, you know, three to one. Um, you know, if I got 20 bucks, I'll put it all on the eight to one guy instead of spreading that. But Bobby Witt is my answer. Can I interest you in a 30 to one Reed Detmers by any chance? The six man rotation. I don't think he's going to get enough volume. Well, maybe. I mean, if you're talking about comparing him to other rookies, maybe that will be okay. I mean, um, it, all it takes is like. Decent seasons from the hitters. He has a great season. The Angels do finally break through. He's a big part of it. I think at 30 to 1, he is he, he I find him to be very interesting and just it's more like you almost have to like pick a lane with these rookie of the year bets. Um in like hitters versus pitchers in certain like talk yourself into a you know, one of them standing out above the the class or vice versa. And like you've got Shane Baz at 14 to 1, Matt Brash at 35 to 1. Like there there's some interesting rookie pitchers in the American league, but I just like, I, I like the, I like the story I can tell myself with Detmers having a spot in that rotation right from the jump. The angels win 90 games. The the Astros feel more vulnerable than ever. The Astros, yes. they, they knock off the Astros. They win that division. And Detmers has been in the rotation all season, making 22 starts, 22 good starts. I, I feel like there's a, there's a story to be told there that I find intriguing at 30 to one that I wouldn't find intriguing at 10 to one. I would like him to be more like forty-five to one, I guess, just because it's just like Witt and Torres. Hey, Josh two, Lowe, you know? Josh Lowe, forty to one after the Austin <laughs> go, Meadows man. trade. Yeah, fire him up. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Jeremy Pena? What do you think about him? Thirteen to one starting the year as the Astros starting shortstop. I'm not crazy about his minor league track record. Like I'm the kind of guy who like immediately goes to like minor league foreign international stats on the Baseball Reference page. Yeah, just as, like did the guy have good batting averages throughout his minor league career? Did he have a good OP? Like, was his OBP, like, you know, 350 or above throughout his minor league career? Um, did he do it steadily every, you know, all four or five of those years? Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't stand out. Like, you know, was there power? Were there a lot of doubles at some point? You know, if he only had 11 home runs, were there, like, 27 to 32 doubles to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, say the power's coming? He didn't really do much of that. I don't think – and I think Houston's not going to be as good as they've been in the past. Um, 13 to 1 is a ridiculous price on him. I mean, just, just – that, that's like just that's – that's an auto no for me. People like him. I know, but like, I, 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 I'm not going to pretend to be a super duper prospect expert. From everything I've read, the gloves can keep him in the lineup. But like, the bat, like I don't, I don't see how you're betting him at thirteen to one when you're getting Torkelson at five to one, or Rutschman at seven, or Riley Green at ten to one, or one of these pitchers that we're talking. I mean, Shane Baz fourteen to one. Shane Baz, right. you can tell yourself the same story about Shane Baz that I just told myself about Reed Detmers. But I mean, ten, like, ten, like, also you got to throw the word "limited" in there too, you know. Yeah. Like, Tampa Bay is not gonna let him pitch more than five innings. I'm just saying, like, the the odds that are out there, unless you, uh, unless you like are the like the scout who signed Jeremy Pena and know his game in and out, that price is prohibitive. Well, I think you know that might be just kind of like a vestigial thing in a way, like where I don't know, like, because, like I think maybe people didn't realize like Wit and Torkelson were going to start the season with the teams. Um, and, you know, it was a pretty much a foregone conclusion that Pena was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that's baked in there at all. Like, I, I know be. that sounds kind of dumb, but I think like in people's heads, like 
that guy's guaranteed to get 600 plate appearances. Whereas the other two, who knows? I don't know. You know, they might play games, but I don't know. I like, I really have no idea why people love him so much. It's so awesome that we're just getting all these guys right at the start of the uh, of the season. Right, the, the, we had to, we lived through the lockout, and the CBA is not perfect, but uh, it does seem to have incentivized teams having their best players up in the majors right from the jump. Unless you are the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are not going to have O'Neill Cruz up right from the jump, he is still the second favorite to win the NL Rookie of the Year at plus four twenty five. The favorite, Seiya Suzuki. Plus three fifty. Then you've got Hunter Green seven to one. Bryson Stott at nine to one. C.J. Abrams ten to one. Joey Bart, dude, still a rookie, eleven to one. I hate hate Nando betting. I don't hate Nando. I hate <laughs> Nando. Comma, I hate comma. <laughs> I hate betting future fa- uh, favorites in the futures market. But Seiya Suzuki coming over after just crushing the Central League in Japan, it feels like more translatable than a guy, you know, doing what he doing, you know, having, you know, a good run at the AAA level or anything like that. Like he's going to play every day for the Cubs. He's going to hit in the top of the lineup. I think Seiya Suzuki at plus 350 hate betting favorites, but this is one that I feel is worth the price. Yeah, that's mine too. I can't, I mean, it's just, there's a track record of kind of like these older season players coming over, you know, from Japan, Korea, even like Cuba, those like, they come over ready to go. Look at, I mean, it's just, it's almost impossible not to pick Seiya Suzuki. Yeah. The only way you can think is like, maybe like he put, like you look at his numbers, they're kind of similar to Yoshi Susugo's. He's a more complete player. Susugo never still bases. Um, but you know, the same kind of amount of power, uh, comparable batting average in OBP and Susugo, you know, completely disappointed his first year mm-hmm. because Tampa Bay, you know, messed with the stance. They got a weird batting eye there in the trop. Um, but like, they, I don't, they don't have the same problems with the Cubs and I don't think they're going to tinker with him. And I think he's just going to come out and just be amazing. Doesn't it feel like, like he has to open the door to someone else. Like he has to disappoint to not be rookie of the year, which we can't yeah. say in the American league. Like there are so many guys who are jockeying for a position. I feel like, for anyone else to win this award, the it has to start with Seiya Suzuki as a disappointment because they're like C.J. Abrams. Who knows when he's going to be up? Hunter Green, you know, not the greatest position necessarily to be in uh, in that Cincinnati rotation. Uh, Joey Bart, like we've seen 120 plate appearances like, with Joey Bart. I like Joey Bart. I do kind of like Joey Bart though. I like. I don't know why people are so far off him. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm okay with that number too. I know I shouldn't be because he's not going to play every game uh, as a catcher, but I. Something about Joey Bart I like. Bryson Stott, 9-1. to I mean, that number obviously assumes he's going to be playing mostly every day for Philly, uh, which might be the case. But it's Suzuki or no one for me in the National League. Yeah. Yeah, C.J. Abrams Abrams is obviously intriguing. A top 10 prospect coming into this year, 10-1, to but... Yeah, but you know what? They got so they got so many middle infielders too that like if he falters, if he's like at one ninety by the end of April, Mm -hmm. I don't think he will. I'm just if you know you play out all those scenarios, he could just get sent down, and that's you know Hasyon Kim. They got they got enough people who can. I I actually like Hasyon Kim a lot. Uh, Again, look at his numbers overseas, and he's pretty amazing. And I don't know, maybe he just needed to adjust a little better with his first season here. But like, yeah, I don't like I don't C.J. Abrams to me. He's got to find the playing time, and there's just some people there who can bite into it. It's definitely true. Say Suzuki every day in that Cubs lineup. No question about that. So a lot of reasons to like him, even though he is the favorite plus three fifty. We're going to talk about Homer and leaders. It's, in like, a it's not like they're minus one twenty five either. You know, like that's, that's well, still that, yeah, that's, that's very true. Decent, yeah, 
that's very true. That's very true. You're still getting three and a half to one on your, I just, you know, tying up, tying up my, the, my resources in a bet that's not going to pay out until October. I usually want to do that for something that's a little longer than three and a half to one. Fair. Yes. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nando, home run leaders. Who you got? I think it's going to be Pete Alonzo again. Yes. I mean, I, I, like, I don't want to go back to the whip, but like, I really think it's Pete Alonzo. American League? I don't know, man. I know like the, you know, the, the top prop over under guys vlad guerrero for the american league but i don't know man like I go back to luis robert i don't know if he's got it I, I don't know if you could like even like a guy like jose abreu could have just like a monster year out of nowhere you know and i, I don't, I don't want to mess with that I, I do feel very strong about pete alonso the american mm-hmm. league i don't have like a strong strong like salvador perez hit a billion home runs last year out of nowhere so yeah, i don't that was that was surprising pete alonso is a 10 to 1 Pete Alonso's at 10 to 1. Vlad Jr. is the only person with shorter odds, 7 to 1. Well, how about, uh, I mean, everyone loves y- uh, Jordan Alvarez, but he- he's got like arthritic knees, man. Yeah, he's the like, knee he's would kind always, of a mess. The too. knee concerns me. 18 to 1 is the number on Jordan Alvarez. Um, Aaron Vlad- Judge, maybe a little bit. I don't know, but like he's, he breaks down a lot. He, I mean, Mike Trout at 14 to 1. I mean, Mike Trout has uh, the best homer per at bat ratio over the last couple of, last two seasons. Uh, obviously, the at bats have not been as high as you want them to be, but Mike Trout at fourteen to one, I think, is intriguing. For me, the guy um, is Kyle Schwarber, twenty to one, and Citizens Hit lead off, hit lead off, going to rack up those plate appearances. Could be could have seven hundred plate appearances, yeah, but between the leadoff spot and the NLDH, Kyle Schwarber is going to be in there every single day. Citizens Bank Park, beautiful landing spot. For him, uh, we we know how well that it plays for just power in general, for left-handed power. We also have Bryce Harper last season. I mean, I love, love Kyle Schwarber at that 20-1. I want it to be a little longer. He's in there with Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Ronald Acuna, and Austin Riley. Uh, I would like it to be a little longer than those guys, but I don't know. I love, love Kyle Schwarber. This is a ticket that I'm holding right now. Maybe even um, Chris Bryant, Hunter Renfro. I could see his dark horses. I like Bryant in terms of like I think Bryant's going to have a great season. He's just not even in, even playing half his games in Colorado. He's just not that you know he's not that homer guy. I think he's going to have a great season. I think his his swing in his game is well tailored to a big expansive ballpark with big gaps. I think he's going to have a great like I wouldn't be surprised if he set career highs for like rates. I don't know if the homers are necessarily going to be there. Well, let's save him for the hit leader then. <laughs> uh let's let's get that i mean we don't you know we're, we're running up on uh, on time here so uh any like just any other random stat leaders that are intriguing to you um you know i don't like touching strikeouts because so many pitchers get injured i One mil- definitely I don't couldn't agree more <laughs> do not want to touch saves um nowhere nowhere near wins rbis no but i mean like actually if they had runs i would have done maybe I would have checked that Isaiah Kiner Falefa. I think he's maybe going to sneak his way up to the top of that order by the end of the season and just get driven in over and over and over again. Well, there um, I've got good news and bad news for you, uh, Nando. There is a, there are there is a runs prop available, but Kiner Falefa is not listed. Give me the field. 
<laughs> the the bottom prices are, are 50 to 1, including Xander Bogart, Starling Marte, Nolan Arenado, Reese Hoskins, and a guy who I love for this until the news of the last few days, Brandon Nimmo. Oh, yeah. Well, how about, uh, you know, who's been leading, who, who's going to be interesting to me is Dalton Varsho. Yeah, Dalton Varsho. For I bet you he's field. Yeah. Yeah, he is, he is field. See, I've been I've been reading a lot of Mike Curland, uh, the guy who does all our lineup tracking mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And he like I like he's like my like I discovered him I think two years ago and I, I didn't discover it. I found him I tripped upon yeah you <laughs> I know, unearthed like, I unearthed this yeah. human being <laughs> no I saw his work for the first time I think it was two years ago and I'm like man no one's doing this and like this is gold yeah. yeah and um you know we brought him on and like the two guys who he's been kind of just reminding everyone over and over again who are batting leadoff Kyle Schwarber and Dalton Varsho mm-hmm. and the uh, the market hasn't changed on them in terms of fantasy ADP really um. But I mean, Varsha, not on here either. Varsha's going to be play. That's so. I mean, you hit at the top of the lineup, you're going to score a billion runs. Yeah. Actually, well, the third guy drive yourself um, in forty times. Also. Yeah. Uh. Oh crap. Oakland's leadoff hitter. Tony. I Kemp. always. Yeah, Tony. Sorry, I was going shed long. Tony Kemp. Eight letters in each. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. He's. I'm, I wouldn't put him anywhere near the runs prop. They're just not going to score enough. Yeah, but man, Dalton Varsho had a good OBP all through the minors. He's mm-hmm. a little more seasoned. He's going to be playing the outfield, not catching anymore, so doesn't have to worry about like you know working with a rotation and the nuances and you know pitch framing and all that stuff. He can just hit. I, I would, man, if he pops up somewhere is like one hundred twenty-five to one, two hundred to one. Mm-hmm. If I go digging a little bit, that's <laughs> I think that's where I'd put some money. You so l- last year, Marcus Semyon hit leadoff most of the season in Toronto. He hit forty-five homers, so he drove. Him, he had forty-five runs that he produced himself, and then he scored one hundred nineteen runs. And that's going to be George Springer this year. George Springer is going to be hitting leadoff for them. He could drive himself in forty-five times. He's twenty to one on a runs prop, and you love that's that. actually like, that seems low. Actually, like you love yeah, right? It does right. Top of the order power hitter, which we're seeing more and more of these days. Like those are the guys who can really do it because it's hard. Like. With all with with as many of those guys as there are, it's hard to be that traditional like like a the reason why I liked Brandon Nimmo before this injury stuff came out, right? Which that he's he's like a walking four hundred OBP. It feels like at the top of that order, yeah. But like it feels like these days, you need to be capable of driving yourself in twenty plus times if you're going to lead the league in runs. Well, look, it's this is Buck Showalter team now. You know, this isn't That's like true. the old. This is Buck Showalter, who I consider an awesome manager. Um, maybe he just goes to Nimmo and like, listen, man. Except for not take- using Zach Britton way back when that wild well, <laughs> Don't want to get into that. <laughs> but I mean, he he could just be like, oh, our, our new thing is Nimmo swing away, you know? Yeah. But like now, but now with like the the just bad news about his neck and like, I don't yeah, know, a guy who's dealt with injury before also. So, but I don't look, know, is I don't- it shoulder neck or is it ne- like I've learned from inside injuries like there's neck. Which is kind of like really your shoulder. There's neck, which is kind of your yeah. back. There's neck, which is like I slept weird neck. Um, yeah. Like neck is so vague and covers so much more of the true. body that we're used to when we think of neck. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on which neck, quote unquote, it is, yeah. it might be fine. I've got shoulder neck right now because my almost one month old daughter is in the 99th percentile of weight. And it's just. <laughs> I believe you mean almost one year. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. It's wild carrying that huge adorable person around uh um hits you said hits uh wait hey wait until she wants to like bounce and be thrown up in the air and stuff like (laughs) i'm throwing like a 35 pound ball up in the air over and over again all day 
Uh, dad strength. That's where it comes from, right? You get jacked. Exactly. There we go. Uh, how about hits? Let's talk about. Let's wrap it up with looking at hits because this is a fun one too. And you've got just like the usual suspects all stacked right with one another. Vlad Jr. ten to one. Bichette eleven to one. Tim Anderson eleven to one. Trey Turner twelve to one. Soto and Freddie Freeman fourteen to one. You know what? You like the thing you love about like Tim Anderson and Trey Turner is that they don't walk a ton. Yeah. Yes, right, you, you, like like Juan Soto walks too much to lead the league in hits. I feel like I'm uh, I'm with you on Trey Turner uh, again. I'm got, don't want to keep going back to Luis Robert, but uh, they uh, Michael Salfino did a story with Brad Feinberg, who's a uh, you know a sharp, and he was talking about the same exact thing. Like Robert's undervalued because you know he didn't play the full season, but he gets on base a lot through hits, not through walks, and that's exactly what you want to look for is that rate. Yeah, yeah. That he's at twenty to one, Mookie Betts, Nick Castellanos, Cattell Marte, and how about this at uh, twenty to one, David Fletcher. Who's betting That's David Fletcher at twenty to one to lead the league in hits? He's going to hit in the bottom. He's going to hit like ninth. Uh, you know, I'm of the school that people work their way up the top of the lineup. I don't know. I mean, that's going to be a tough lineup to do that, that lineup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not exactly the lineup that you climb to the top in. All right, <laughs> Joe Madden's going to bump down Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon so we can get more David Fletcher PAs. You never know, man. It is Joe Madden. <laughs> it, is, it is Joe Madden. We could get some Michael Lorenzen PAs in that lineup <laughs> Yes, before it's all said and done. But probably not going to be betting him as a hits prop leader. That's it. That's it. We got it. We got to call the show. This was great fun. Uh, it's the end of this episode of Best on the Board. The next time that you hear our voices, and it will be my and Nando's voices talking about baseball, we are going to be talking about opening day bets. Baseball is back. Thank you so much for listening. For Nando, I am Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.